listeners at home for today's special episode. We have, uh, again, if you dislike Charlie Butters, he's been fired. He's gone. Charlie Butters is no longer with the show. And uh, if you if you were tired of him, then he is on his way out. Right, Jayhawk? He called he called me a slur. I'm gonna okay. Did he did he actually delete it off of Twitter or it gets still out there in the universe? No. Whatever he said is still out there. We had to have the talk with HR. And uh this week, uh Mr. Butters is gone. So he had to learn the hard way just because I can say a word doesn't mean he's allowed to say that word. Exactly. The nerve of this guy. I mean, Jesus. Well, anyway, without Charlie, I have some good stories for you guys because I went to I went to a bunch of wrestling this weekend. I did create a pro on Friday night. Um, and I, and I think, I don't know if you saw on, on our, on our discord, but I got a chance to, uh, follow up with our pal Sabu and believe it or not, the guy remembered us. He remembered what he ate when we went out for breakfast. He goes, Oh yeah. He goes, went to that bar in Manhattan. I had a steak. I was like, how does this guy remember that? His face was in the steak most of the night. Cause he was on Percocets and beer. But anyway, that's just a legend, a legend. In fairness, I have before he went completely off the deep end. I used to do show with Necker Butcher, and he remembered more from shit he was drunk than he did when he was sober. Amazing. He remembered Necro Butcher. Remembered how much he he hated minorities and everything else that he did. <laughs> no, like like literally, you would he met Necro Butcher at a show like when he first got there, hadn't started drinking yet, and he would act like he didn't know who the hell you were. And after like, after a few beers, he like remember when we did this at this show? Like it, it, some people are just like that. But. Well, the show is awesome. It started late. It started at eight o'clock at night on a Friday night. It's hard. I had my daughter with me and Chris Statlander was there and she was very cool to everybody. Uh, signed a lot of autographs, a lot of pictures. Moose was there. Believe it or not, he was very cool. It's just he, you know, you get, you're never going to get out of that stigma as long as you have I bad takes and are stupid. Yeah. Um, but I refuse. He did, his match with Bronson and, and Vargas was awesome. It was an it was, it was awesome. The three of them really beat the crap out of each other. The Statlander with Brian Myers and Pat Buck versus uh, Leo Sparrow and uh, uh, oh god I forgot her name Nomi she's she's on Wrestling Open now oh Gabby Forza and and uh, Leo Sparrow and GKM it was a good it was definitely a good good match and then the main event Aaron Rourke won the Creative Pro Heavyweight Title against Bryce Donovan and uh, it went very long it went I think if they pulled one match off that card. It would have been the perfect length, but we didn't get out of there to like 1130. So that's a, three and a half hours for like a, a, you know, an independent show is very long. That's, that does seem like a long one. I know that's not, that's not the only wrestling show. Cause I heard the boys were back in town in New Jersey. Well, we had, uh, we, well, so then the next night was Comic-Con and don't let anybody. I got ahead you. of myself. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, then the next day was Comic-Con and we got a chance to meet, uh, Mercedes money and, she could not have been nicer. I didn't take the photo, as you guys probably saw. I didn't take the photo with her. My daughter did. She couldn't have been nicer. She didn't have the face on like people were saying, you know, when she takes them at the uh, the meet and greets. And Britt Baker is just the coolest that was, person. By the way, that was a sweet Woody cosplay she had going on. Wasn't it? The next day she was Harley Quinn. Oh, that's and awesome. It, and it looked good. Yeah, yeah. It looked good. She did the hair up and with the blue and like the the patterns all in the hair. She looked really good. And then Britt Baker couldn't have been nicer. And we had... An amazing time. We were there like nine hours. I, I came home with a bunch of cool crap. I got a shredder coming out of a, a SpaghettiOs container from like the old days with like the old 90s Turtles logo. It's dope. And then Saturday and then Sunday was the DPW show, which was utterly incredible. 
and grizzled young vets came out and the whole place the roof i have never heard it that loud at the mecca in my entire life that show is was killer the only matches that were not good was unfortunately the last two matches on the card it was uh jordan oliver versus their champ uh lebron oh man i forgot his last name um no that wasn't him uh oh god you can look it up when we do the dp you can show. look it up I, I forgot my brain is scrambled eggs i want to look it up now and cake it up there just yeah you're... check it out and then cruel versus kobe carino was a death match and that was nuts it just was it was a little plotting and i think because it got late and the rest of the matches on the card were so exciting that you really can't come back from that. So Okay, uh Jay I oh, Malachi, that's a champion. I'm sorry. Jay Malachi, I'm sorry Jay Malachi, I'm sorry DPW. It was Jay Malachi versus Jordan Oliver. It it it's it was slow. It should have been a lot more fast-paced. It it was a little slow, but you know, you can't it's hard to come back cuz they went on right after Dom Koo, Brian Keith and Speedball and like come on, you can't the, like a four-way you can't you can't come like they should have had a different cooler match after that but that show man dpw's got something amazing i was looking around for the owners to see if we can get them on the show we'll get them eventually but those guys they're fans non-toxic they pop for literally everything when you guys watch the show you'll see there's not a boo there's not like a, a you fucked up there's nothing they literally pop for every single match every guy gets an, an ovation Everybody has their chance. It's not like, it's not like, you know, really, they don't need to curse all that much. Like the fans are just great. They love the product. They love those owners from YouTube or whatever they do. You should listen to the podcast. You said you may know what you're talking about a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I probably should listen to their podcast. Yeah. That's a good it, point. It's almost like I made a reference to it or something. <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah. Dick and Wyatt's bad that we fired Butter. Like, I know Butter does listen to the podcast and he could have catch it straight like 10 minutes ago. I could have yeah. too, but it was just more fun to watch you struggle. <laughs> so help so help me out for fuck's sake. What did I what am I doing wrong? Tell me. You're not doing it. <laughs> Other than getting the champion's name wrong. <laughs> well, you know, I don't normally follow the product. I go for Dom and Koo. And Dom rattled my bones a bit again. Um, but I did As tell you him, probably deserved. I listen, he I he was nice enough to give to hook it up when I saw him, gave me a you know, handshake. Oh, and then our pals from AIW were doing ring crew. It was Vic Vice, uh Alex Melee, uh Zay, and Sid. And they were all doing ring crew. And so it was great to have, you know, our uh AIW friends, you know, in New Jersey. And everywhere I looked, I was I wandered by and Vic Vice like he DMs me out of nowhere. He's like, I see you. And I'm like, what is this? And there he is. There's Vic just hanging out. I'm still trying to figure out how you got Jay Malachi and LeBron Cagone connected up. Uh, I forgot which match it was. I forgot. I literally forgot which match the two of them were. They weren't were even in the same half of the card. Like, we you talking about the second match. Was, because the... because that ma- the, the, the Malachi-Jordan Oliver match was so boring, I tuned out completely. I literally can't get through a Jordan Oliver match anymore. I can't do it. It's IW Guide. I'm Marcy. I'm Jay Hawk. Jay Gold. And we fired butters. I, I'm gonna I wanna talk about one non-wrestling thing real quick here, just because it's on my mind. Is it the Browns? No, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> Although that was uh that was an ugly win, but it still counts. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I, I, we're gonna talk baseball here. We got the league championship hearing going on. Okay. The, oh Marcy's the, favorite. 
Uh, you might you might be inter- you might be interested in that marketing because the the giant are interviewing for their new manager. Okay, don't mind me. I'm just I'm paying attention. <laughs> and for the and for the first time ever, they've interviewed a woman as a potential manager. One of their assistant coaches, Alika Nacken. She's been with the organization for ten years. She she's been a coach, never a manager. The number of uh, sexist, misogynistic people. That like because that basically like she's a woman. Why is she getting interviewed for the job? Fuck you! Just say you don't want to. Who said that? Uh, uh, have you been on Twitter? I don't. I don't follow a lot of baseball Twitter. Only Steve Cohen and the Mets. That's about it. Aubrey Huff said she shouldn't have. She shouldn't be. A, she shouldn't get an interview for the job because women are too emotional to manage baseball. I'm not even making this up. He's just the most famous one. There are other ones. Now I, I won't get it about Aubrey Huff. I know Aubrey Huff is married, but for some of these other men. Just be honest. Just say you don't want her to manage the giant because she won't fuck you. Just say it. Oh, oh Lord, Jayhawk. You fired up. Fire it up. Fire Yay, it up. misogyny. <laughs> like, I, like there are some people who have been great managers in baseball that were shitty baseball players if they played at all. Charlie Manuel went to the playoffs in both the American and the National League. Dude, a career 212 hitter. He fucking sucked like a player. He's a good manager. I'm glad you have a platform for this. Like we're like we're, we can do like part ESPN, like part of my take. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to balance this out. All this fucking baseball talk. Because uh, this is this is this is technically wrestling adjacent, not necessarily indie wrestling adjacent. Yeah. Uh, but I watched the couple of sets of Street Fighter between Kenny Omega and Demetrius Johnson. Wait, so Demetrius Johnson said he got his ass handed to him. He literally couldn't. He said Kenny Omega is amazing. See, like, okay, so here's the thing. Demetrius was actually like a pretty, pretty good like fighter, somewhere on like a, I like he, I think because they shared his rank, he was like diamond four. I uh, generally he was like a good fighter, but here's here's the thing. And I think one time on the X over, Ed asked me if I could ever beat Kenny Omega, and the answer is fuck no, because just for fun, especially when he was living in Japan, he just plays with killers. Like he just plays with them. That's that's. That's how he plays for fun. So yeah, he absolutely handed Demetrius Johnson when they did like the straight up set. They did something fun after though. Uh, they did the extreme battle mode, which is kind of like they're almost like Street Fighter Six's party mode. Uh, and to put a challenge on Kenny, they had him play on an old CRT that had, I believe it was 12 frames of delay. And he had to play with the GameCube keyboard controller, which for those that don't know, so if you take a GameCube controller, you put an entire keyboard right in the middle of it. That's what you had to play on. I don't think I've ever seen that before. It was the dumbest shit ever. I fucking loved it. It was a it was a really fun like set to watch. Like, Morris, you know what my you know what my my moves are when I play Street Fighter. I I play with E Honda. Yeah. And I duck all the way in the corner and I low kick somebody to death until they want to murder me. I don't do anything else. I just sit there in a crouch. And I just low kick, low kick, low kick over and over again until the person loses their mind and I and I win. Oh, that's easy. I just throw you just throw fireballs at you. <laughs> I block them. Not a Street Fighter story, but when my dad would play the SmackDown game with me it, it, way back in the day, he would always pick Stevie Richard because he found out how to how to hit a super kick, and I would always <laughs> fucking do, but he could never lose doing it. Also, shout out, shout out to Kenny Omega playing Manon, Manon Gang stand up. Oh, I love my girl. She's the best. I don't know who that is either. Is that is that a new character? Oh, she's a new girl. She does uh she does ballet and judo. Hmm. Is Balrog and Vegas still in the game? They are not in this one. And then that's not street. That's not my Street Fighter, Marcy. That's they were got enough. They've been in enough fucking games. Balrog's not even the best boxer. Dudley's better than him. 
Dudley, I don't even know who Dudley is either. I, you lost me right there. Dudley, he's classy. He throws a rose. He calls his opponents gutter trash. Puts people through tables. I got it. I know what this Dudley's all about. <laughs> Dances with Dudley, sign guy Dudley. They're all they're all in the game this year. It's great. Oh, it's just so great when Butters is not around. We can just talk about whatever. <laughs> Chubby Dudley, Dudley Dudley. Wait. <laughs> so it's it's. I guess we should. You know what? Let me shout out the Patreon. Yeah, uh, don't our forget Patreon about our people. important patron, our important patrons. So for my boy Chris over, at, uh, I sent him his eight by ten. Andrew, I was with Andrew last night at the uh, DPW show. He's the best. He drives everybody around. The guy is is just awesome. I I wish I could take him to Cleveland with me. And then uh, 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 Brock and Zach, our two boys, uh, Brock with the best food on the planet, and Zach always with a good quip. So thanks, guys, everybody for for uh, being on our Patreon. December, we're gonna have some cool Patreon merch coming your way. You know, I, I think uh, I think it was announced that we are doing T-shirts. I have not seen the design yet, but I know some of the designs that are coming. Um, and also, our special shout out to Patty, as always. Hi, Patty. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be working on Thursday night for the Halloween show for the AIW Halloween show. Um, we'll cover that in uh, what's on. So I guess we can talk about what's on. We don't have the buttons to press this time. Damn. Well, let me do a let me do a uh, five second Kylan countdown because a butter can put it in. Okay, but we can leave this in too because this is fun. <laughs> oh, no rules this week, baby. Jump the Jayhawks count. What's on, Jayhawks? <laughs> What's on, What's this, on weekend? this weekend? All right. So on the fight TV kind of thing, just kind of focusing on the live aspect of it. Of course, Thursday at seven, OVW live, asking on the wrestler. Friday morning. October 20th, 5.30 a.m. Eastern. It is Australian Wrestling Entertainment, AWE. Their show, Night of Glory. On Friday at 7.30, we've got Greek Town Wrestling. They're going to replay their show that, it, that took place this past Saturday. I don't know if they couldn't stream that live. On Friday at Friday uh, night, Saturday morning, technically at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific Friday, Foot Slam presents Aurora Obscura. We got Melbourne City Wrestling and their Fight to Survive show that Saturday morning at 4.30 a.m. Eastern. PWA Black Label got a doubleheader this weekend, Coliseum. Her show is going to be Saturday at 5 a.m. So lots of early morning wrestling for you if you're so inclined. OVW got their big show of the of the month, No Rest for the Wicked. That's a pay-per-view on Fight, Saturday at 7 o'clock. Night 2 of PWA Black Label Coliseum is at 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. That's just some of the action you'll see on fight this week. Over Mars. on, I, I so let me let me do my thing. Let me <laughs> let me click, maybe boy. Let me click. <laughs> Over on IWTV <laughs> on Friday at seven thirty p.m. Eastern time, Action presents Want to Play a Game. Also Friday at eight p.m., the Northern Wrestling Northern Federation of Wrestling presents Dark Shadows on Saturday at five p.m. Eastern time. Sean Henderson presents the next episode Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Probably my favorite name, show name of the weekend. Uh, Premier Wrestling Federation presents It's the Great Powerbomb, Charlie Brown. And then Sunday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, Kitsumi Women's Wrestling presents Gong. Oh, and I think we we forgot what's on on Thursday night on Fight is uh, AIW's it is not on fight schedule as I read this. Now, now they put it on the flyers that it's going to air on fight, but that's not actually on the schedule. Oh, okay. It maybe, maybe not. Who knows? 
I'm going to assume it's I'm I'm going to assume it's going to be streaming. It's like I get it. The Fight Plus logo is on the poster. Yep. But it's not on Fight's website at stands right now. I go from OVW at seven to a old episode of NWA TNA from two thousand third from two thousand fourteen at nine. So I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I was gonna ask Marcy, you have a costume preview? I do. I'm gonna be Spider Gwen. Yeah, I, I already posted the picture, so like, oh, right, right. I, I thought that was for Halloween, not for the show. That's, I mean, that's I, part, of, part of Halloween. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I like it. Uh, if Brothers is unsuspended or unfired. There might be a few uh, quickies going down that night. And I'm going to do some interviews, too. I think the only way Butters gets his job back is if he sits down with HR and we have a long conversation with him. He's, he's you know, he's, uh, HR's number one problem child. <laughs> he doesn't have the whole sign your paycheck thing that I had going for me, so he got his work cut out for him. Hey, I think I think we have someone. We have a guest we should probably get on here, don't we? Yeah, normally the fired butters does this, so we should bring him on, I guess. Doing interviewing. Marks on the internet that ask the questions that they think are cool to ask. All right. And so we did get our guest in here. And joining us is the triple AIW triple crown winner, the king of the juggalos, the uh one of the one half of the Rip City shooters, the intense icon, Joshua Bishop. Josh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. You called in and we fired Butter. So, you know, you get you get even more time to talk because Butter is gone. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why is he not here? Oh, he said something off color to Marcy, and we had to put him on ice for a little bit, you know. Oof. Creative enough for him. What'd you say? Did creative have nothing for him? Nope, we got nothing for him this week. We need yeah. more space for you on the uh, on the recording. So Listen, I, I wanted to start with, because I saw you on this weekend, because I saw Cruel wrestle last night, and I saw you wrestling him on on uh, Saturday. So I figured I would ask you to start, because I'm going to get into your background just a little bit, but I think, you know, your career is long enough right now where we don't have to kind of rehash everything. So my, one of my main thoughts were going to be, I saw you on, on I think that was ICW. So what are your thoughts yeah. now about doing doing matches like that, doing matches in the chains. I know a lot of guys, if you remember when Twan Tucker did the chains back in 2020, it, it's very difficult for some guys. What are your thoughts on doing matches like that, especially with somebody like Cruel? I loved the chains. Honestly, I had a great time on Saturday in Chicago at ICW in the chains. I like Cruel a lot. He's a cool dude. He's a big dude. I like wrestling big dudes. And I like the chains because I wanted to do shit. I wanted to use the chains in ways that like no one else uses. So like I watched some stuff. I asked some of the people that work there and stuff. And that's why I did the skin, the cat and I was getting shot into the chains. And I mean, that felt awful. Truly. I felt awful. So no, not to do that again. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. People say it's, it's, it's hard to run a match, especially when there's no ropes. You're just kind of, you're just kind of slamming into chains, right? Yeah. It's not great. I wish I, uh, maybe would have thought about what it would feel like before the match. Yeah. Now, would you call that style like it? it I, and I, I don't know if I, we've had anybody on who kind of regularly works at does the ICW stuff. Would you call that death match or is it more just, is it more extreme? I don't know. I don't really want to comment on what is because I'm not really anyone to say what style is, which or whatever, yeah. because people are super territorial about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you've done a lot of different, different styles at this point in your career. So you started off, you know, with the IW school and you're, you're, 
you, you know, you were part of a group, I guess, with no consequences. They put you within the beginning. And then as you started branching off on your own, you know, and, and kind of doing the intense stuff, doing, uh, um, you know, you, you've done the barbed wire match. What style do you think right now is is the style that you want to work in the most or that you're most comfortable in? Honestly, I'm trying what I'm really working on now being comfortable with is doing any kind of style. I don't really care who my opponent is. I just want to be able to work every style of match. I look at a guy like Filthy Tom Lawler, who is just so he's the most versatile, probably wrestler in the world because he can do it all. And that's something that I want to be able to do. Like, it doesn't matter who I'm in the ring with. I can have a good match no matter what. I mean, I think you you showed off a little bit more too of a, a personality as of the those uh, uh, boogie nights uh, uh, promos that you guys did, right? Like those are, I mean, you guys, you really you spread your wings out on that one because those are absurd promos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were. Uh... He seems to bring out the best in you. You guys have had some creative matches so far in the last what, like six eight months. You guys have done some ridiculous shit in the ring at this point. Honestly, almost a whole year. Yeah, We've been uh, working at AIW because in March we wrestled each other. I think it was March or February. We started wrestling each other at AIW, but in J at Jet Black New Year last year, which was the last show of the year, was when we brawled outside. I don't even know if this even made it on camera ever, but we brawled outside in the winter in the outside after like a post show. Like uh, when I was starting out my open challenges with the Absolute Champion. He answered the one. We had a back and forth pull apart, but we were outside in like the mud in the rain and just slam each other in the mud. Some people came out with us that were fans after their shows there, but a lot of people didn't. So <laughs> we they, were just, they didn't see you doing it. You were just kind of doing it for an audience of one. We, well, we were doing it for some people. Then they were kind of it was fading off. I don't know if it ever even got recorded or anything. Oh, you must have been. You probably were like, "Why the hell did we do that?" <laughs> There's no cameras around. I was covered in mud. I sure we're walking around the locker room covered in mud. Just like, what is going on? <laughs> well, he, you know what? He's got, he, we've talked about Tom Waller's like ability to kind of adapt from like New Japan strong to like a goof, almost like a goofy style to where he can, he can wrestle any style and then come out and he, he almost does whatever he wants at this point. And yeah. if it sticks, it sticks. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Do you want to like kind of get to that point for yourself or do you think you have a, an image that you want to kind of cultivate even more and like keep it at that kind of i guess would be more like that where it's just you just do whatever the fuck you want and really don't care which i've kind of been working on i've been just starting to do a little bit more just care less and less which doesn't mean i don't care it just means i'm trying not to be so in my head about things yeah i mean you you, you had a, a long run with with multiple titles and i'm sure the stress or even the pressure of that has got to be a lot right i mean you know, you, you're, you're still very young. So like carrying two titles for a company, even through the pandemic had to be something that was, that was, you know, there's gotta be a lot of stress at that. Uh, Yeah. It's more so just stress of not even for myself, but it's like, okay, well I'm the double champ. So I need to show out extra because I need to, I want to try and have the best stuff every time I can. And I, since I'm the champion, I should try and go out there in my head, in my opinion, and try and, steal the show and be better than everybody else in the back and not that i dislike anyone in the back it's just a uh it's just a weird dynamic like the weird competitiveness of pro wrestling is very weird yeah it's from what i know of, of you and what i've known of of talking to so many and we've we've talked to so many talents and it just seems like you know it is a sport where you got to kind of focus on number one first on yourself and then everybody else can kind of come along let me ask you a question when you were growing up 
and you're still, you know, I, I, I'm 20 years older than you. So when I think about it, it's, it's <laughs> mind blowing, but <laughs> so you, so what, what did you watch? What was the, what was the, the model of when you were a kid? Uh, and did, I, I don't know if you, I don't think anybody's touched on you, but did you play sports when you were, when you were younger and what was the, what were you watching? What was your wrestling? Uh, yes, I played sports just like every kid playing sports. But I mean, honestly, I really was more into sports just cause like, all right, well, Jim Ross says you got to play fucking football. So I guess I'm playing football because I want to be a wrestler. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about any sports I played growing up because I knew I was going to be a wrestler. But um, <laughs> but growing up, I was just watching like SmackDown Raw the next day because I have to tape it because, you know, bedtime on a school night. Can't sure. be fortunate. And then I just and then I remember when I found when my dad one day showed me TNA and I was mesmerized by TNA. Because Jeff Hardy was crawling out of the tunnel, and this is when he'd been gone from WWE, obviously. And Jeff Hardy was my guy, my favorite dude growing up. Jeff Hardy, I mean, pretty much every kid's favorite guy, I would assume, honestly. Probably more adults, too. Most adults' favorite person I, I, also. But. No, I was a Dudley Boys guy. I never, ever liked the Hardys, ever. Never. What? I like watching them oh, get their heads wait. bashed in when Josh. they were jobbers. No, it wasn't my Josh. thing. Josh. Sorry. Oh, come hey, on. Dudley's. Dudley's everything okay, Dudley. Gramps. <laughs> oh, Listen, I like that JB likes impact more than anything. That makes me laugh every time he talks about it anywhere. I just remember one time seeing Sting hit somebody with a chair and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? This is <laughs> hardcore wrestling. I was like, this is some hardcore shit. Have you ever worked a six-sided ring? Oh, I wish, no. At the Berlin Eagles Club, this is so random. It's the venue that uh, ICW was at on Saturday and in Black Label Pro Runs. There is just a random six-sided ring in the top floor. In the place? Yeah, it's just in the locker room. It's like a mini six-sided ring. It's so weird. Oh, that's crazy. It's kind of sick, though. Definitely want to like react out some of the old uh, TNA matches in there. Maybe the uh, Ultimate I'd X. I'd love to get a little cable, some cable structures in there and get a little Ultimate X rocking. So you must have lost your mind when uh, Elix Skipper did the, uh, the Rano off the top of the cage. I don't even really remember that because I think it was a pay-per-view thing and I didn't, I know I wasn't getting all the TNA pay-per-views. I was only getting like the Spike TV replays because I was also watching like the Ultimate Fighter um, also because that was like a good little stack. They had. Yeah, you're even younger than when they did Fox, right? When they were doing Wednesdays on Fox Sports. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. I never saw that stuff until I went back on like YouTube years, years later and watched oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah, that would have been the era that they would have, that he like Skipper would have done that cage spot too. So. Was that what was that when the little person picked pulled out the gun on Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> yeah, it was. That's when they were doing with the weekly pay per view only. Like they weren't even on real TV yet. That shit was wild. I could not believe. Like, and now when I watch that stuff, I'm like, how the fuck did that ever happen? Old TNA was the best, <laughs> bro. I'll tell you why it happened, bro. <laughs> I'll just tell you this: I put on old TNA, and I remember. Uh, uh, their finishers were better than any company's finishers. Between Saban's Cradle Shock, the Canadian Destroyer, the Black Hole Slam from from uh, 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 Abyss, Abyss, the the Styles Clash, the, all the, timer move. I mean, come on! I know you love the you love the uh, the Deep Six and like the Black Hole Slam and all those things. It's it fits your work style perfectly. The reason I ever started only doing the Black Hole Slam was just a joke, because people knew I liked TNA. This was at a time when me and Dan Housen. We're traveling a lot together, wow. and uh, we were supposed to wrestle each other near St. Louis, I think, that night, and we were just in the car joking. He's like, yeah, give me a black hole slam, and I was like, 
And you know what? I mean, I'm going to do a Black Hole Slam tonight. All right, I've never done one before. Shout out to the Legend of Abyss. And then I did it, and it went over super well. And I was like, I think I might just start doing this all the time now. Shit. <laughs> it works for you, though. It really does. And nobody else, and I mean, nobody else in like the Midwest type of indies can pull that move off kind of as well as you do at this point. So, you know, you should put that one as like a feather in your cap because that move's hard to do. It's hard to, to get guys around. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I guess I just feel I'm lucky that I'm strong, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, so so okay, so impact was your was your jam later on, and then TNA, 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 TNA sorry, yeah, yeah, the the come old on. the better stuff, right? Yeah, so, come on. <laughs> so where did where, how did you find AIW then? What what brought you to that school? I was just a huge at the time they opened up their school. I was already a huge indie wrestling fan because I eventually found like through pretty much the pipe bomb, like when Punk is going, hey cabana hey ring of honor i was like what is that stuff so then i went on youtube and found it out and that was like my mind was blown when i found indie wrestling and there was already an indie wrestling place i didn't know it was indie wrestling but it was on like a local tv wrestling and it had a lot of the guys from aiw in it, like organo prohibition and some others at the time and i remember i was watching so then when i saw this indie i was like oh, this is just the same guys I watched from the other place, but, like, some other people also, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. I would just watch some stuff here and there, and then I would maybe stream, I mean, I mean maybe pirate some shows here and there. Sorry, Thorn, I love you. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. And uh, <laughs> buy indie wrestling shows from Smartmark. Um, <laughs> and then I was just like, wow, this is, like, the wrestling that I love, because I loved this Cleveland wrestling company, it was like I thought it was on the same level as WWE and TNA, which I also never knew there was a difference in level because Jeff Hardy went to TNA. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, all goes back to Jeff Hardy. Fuck. Yeah, because the God, <laughs> Jeff Hardy, the God, honestly. <laughs> so then I started watching AIW stuff and I was like, oh, this is, it's like a good mix of like, the stuff I like in TNA. Oh, there's some TNA guys. Holy shit. The Motor City Machine Guns or, you know what I mean? So-and-so. It was just awesome. It was just like the perfect mix of what I like in wrestling. And I just, I honestly got lucky that it was only a little bit over an hour drive for me to train at that school. Because I knew when I graduated high school, I was going to be a wrestler. They opened up their school. I emailed on the first day it opened. Got denied. Oh. Said, come back when you're 18. So I waited it out two years later. And then I came back. Wow. And so who was your who were your trainers when you started? Did you get any of the any any Gargano at the end or were you were you no, right into like he Dom? Was pretty checked out. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty much Dom. And whoever else was helping at the time, like periodically people would come in and out. So you were with you were with Trey and with, with Gary the King Baller and, and Baller, those guys? Yep. Chase Oliver. So those guys were your class or did or did those guys come from other places or you just met them as part of like training? So my class was, when I first started, Trey was the only person that was already a trainee when I started. And it turns out Trey also grew up like 20 minutes from me, like a rival high school kind of deal in the same league. But Trey started, then Chase Oliver started a little bit after me. Wes Barkley started also. Then um, Parker Pierce was in there. Also, I think he started a little bit after me and Big Twan Tucker, too. And that was my original class. And then something happened to Barkley where... Yeah, he mentioned to us he got hurt or something. Yeah, so then he didn't debut with us. He debuted later on, and then we had Kurt Hurts in our match instead. And we had a uh, six-person scramble. 
So I, I remember seeing you at Gauntlet in 2018 uh, against J Pro, and it was like it was like a six man. It was like you and and Trey and I think uh, Chase, if I recall. Yeah, versus two and Fenimion. Right, right. So that was the first time I saw you guys uh, do your thing. So how long into before that match did you debut? Was that was that several months or only only a short time? Gauntlet's usually in like March, right? Right. And we started in June the year previously. So maybe like 10 months or so, something like that. So who was your first singles match against? Um, Somebody that's redacted. <laughs> My first one that's against somebody not uh, that's still wrestling, though, it was Mance Warner. And I wrestled Mance Warner every year of my career in a singles match. No shit. Yep. Wow. Okay. So, all right. So I'm I'm going into that. Jayhawk, you want to you want to do some more questions while I'm formulating the re- my next round because I know Mars has got some. And okay. Well, I mean, he, honestly, you keep circling back to some of the stuff I was going to ask. It's not even intentional. Like he just happens to be answering it and keep answering other stuff from you. Uh, but I'm I've been following your career basically since like your third match ever, the ten man tag at Absolution. Oh, thank you. That was super early. Yeah. yeah and I'm and I, but I mean I'm looking at some of the guys you've wrestled against, and the list of names you've wrestled against is just incredible. Which name stands out for you as? I don't necessarily want to say like the best, but maybe uh, maybe like the guy you, you you marked out most for wrestling against. Honestly, I know that a lot of people dislike this guy for I feel. No reason at all. I think this guy is the best dude. And when I first found out I was going to wrestle him, I really wasn't too into the idea because I thought it was going to be completely different. But one of my all-time favorite people in wrestling is Matt Cardona because it's just, he's the man. He really is the... Am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, of course. You've already done it like eight times. Yeah, he is the fucking man. Matt Cardona is the fucking man. And... <laughs> He he's just he helps everyone out so much without them probably ever even realizing it or knowing it. He is the man. I love getting in there with old the real Stiffy McGee is Macron on him, by the way. Now along the line, if there's somebody out there that you would like to wrestle that you haven't yet. Um Yeah, I saw Chris Heroes wrestling again. Maybe he'll uh maybe he can come to Cleveland or come to Akron. Oh, we are we setting something up there? Shit. I I don't I don't know, but I just saw on Twitter that he's wrestling again, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's coming back at what out in California. He's doing a he's doing a uh a West Coast, I think Jayhawk West Coast Pro. I'm not I'm blanking on the company, but because get Tiffany Timothy Thatcher. So yeah, yeah. So he might be coming back for a short run. You never know when he's going to be back. I guess. Wait, tell me what Jayhawk. Just to jump on your question, just a piggyback, Josh. What what made Cardona so so good to in the ring. Like what what did you like best about everything about him? There is he the he's taught me an absurd amount of lessons. Just what it means like to be from an indie wrestler to a professional wrestler, and just the way he there's so many different little things and stuff, and that always ready like thing is like the biggest lesson you can take from is trying to always be ready to go no matter what the situation is always available no matter what you never know what you're gonna be able to need to do anything can come up at any moment for somebody and they need someone to fill a role and that's why i'm trying to become like a, more of a swiss army knife where i can fill any role needed and stay out ready that's pretty good i i i you know we don't we don't hear a lot about you know he comes into the to the a lot of companies he does his thing and he's gone afterwards 
Um, so you don't get a chance to really hear the kind of impression he's made on a lot of guys. So it's interesting that you say that. I don't think a lot of people maybe I've heard a lot of people try and talk like negatively about him or whatever. And I will immediately correct that right away just because I get why people don't like him because he's a heel, but you can't get mad at the guy because he's genuinely being a good heel. Like, especially that's more towards the wrestlers in the back. Like you can't be getting mad because you're getting worked. Truthfully, mm. <laughs> he's just that good. He's working everybody. He just understands the business and every part of how to work it, right? Yes, exactly. Sorry, Jayhawk. No, you're perfectly fine. All right. So, my, among my favorite theory of match of Greek and Lee are your matches with Tom Waller, the two spin the wheel, make the deal. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, I, so I, have, I have two questions in regard to that. One, why'd you bother okay. with the wheel if you're just going to keep spinning until you got whatever match you wanted anyway? That's the first question. <laughs> That's on the second one. But, uh, <laughs> well, we were going to just go with whatever it was. And then Steve Guy just started, you can't see it on the camera, but they always try and get the camera shot to stop on the match type. You know what I mean? And no, whatever the first one was, the crowd, we know they're going to chant respin no matter what it is. So we're just, no, we're going to go with whatever. The, most likely they're going to chant respin. Because everyone wants to see us spin again. So then, okay, whatever the second one is, we'll just do that one. Well, when it landed right before it landed on the second one, he just started twisting it himself and moving it. So then no one ever got to see what the second match type was before he was moving it. So then I was like, hey, like, stop doing that. Like, we need, this is for real. Like, we 100% <laughs> don't know what match we're having. We need to spin it. <laughs> because those were all 100%. Like, we didn't know anything before we went out there. But we just, it was so nerve wracking, but so freeing to just know you're going to have to figure everything out out there. It, there's nothing you can talk about because you don't know what match type you're even going to have. <laughs> so, so, so you guys just had a casket laying around? Yeah, it's in the storage unit. <laughs> and and you, you just were like, hey, just in case, bring the casket <laughs> with you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you never know when you need a casket. Wrestling's ridiculous. <laughs> we wanted eight. We wanted eight different match types. We didn't want it to be like similar ones, all with just a different name. You know what I mean? You, you didn't want to be like WWE, where it's like, let's have a street fight, let's have a no hold barred match, let's have a no DQ match, all three of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we just <laughs> thought, obviously, a Prince of Darkness TNA staple. <laughs> and, and that was actually going to be the second part of my question there. Uh, and now, granted, you guys took Jake out and basically took the hood off for like 10 minutes. So you didn't really have a Prince of Darkness match in the traditional kind of word, but. I had to. I was going to black out. Those were just real bags. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I had to think of something on the fly. I could not breathe. As soon as Pedro put it on my head, I was like, oh, this is a real thing. Wait, it wasn't one of those, it wasn't a cloth bag, it was a plastic, it was like the, the plastic kind? It was, no, it was this cloth, but it was so heavy. What I thought it was going to be, you know, a classic, you can see through it. Right. You know? No, it was, and then they snugged it up and I couldn't breathe and I was like, guys, like I, for one, I honestly cannot see, and also, I can't breathe either. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is going to be brutal. Poor Filthy Tom. Billy Tom has had to, hopefully we're still boys, but man, I have, he's had to be in some situations with me where I feel awful for. 
he probably loves it. Come on. He, he uh, definitely, he leaves every time I see him afterwards. He's always smiling. The guy is always happy. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right. I got one more here. This is my staple that I ask everybody. Have you ever heard of the wrestling sleeve list? The wrestling sleeves list? Yes. No. What is? So this was a, a list that was started by Tony Khan on the old Death Valley Driver video review message board back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Uh, where not only he, but pretty much every poster there just came up with the sleeviest wrestling story they could think of. Okay. I'm going to have you pick a number between 1 and 460. I'm going to read it to you. You're going to tell me if you think it's true or not. Or 20? Somehow I'm not surprised. Okay, somehow I'm not surprised. <laughs> okay, I think about somebody you've worked, think about somebody you've worked with before, too. Now, that's going to be interesting. All right. Gangrel got into a fight with a young kid that just started working the show <laughs> because the kid had almost the same gimmick at him. He kept yelling at him, give me my gimmick back, and you took my gimmick, and he kicked the crap out of him. <laughs> I'm going to go with fake because Gangrel is the absolute fucking man. Fang it and bang until I die, baby. So you you know him, so you've worked with him, I I think, right? You've, yeah, you've yeah. Worked, yeah. So so you yes. you can honestly say that he's too nice of a dude to pull something like that. <laughs> he is so nice, and I would be terrified if Gangrel was trying to beat the shit out of me. I would not be trying to be another vampire warrior if Gangrel. <laughs> that's just a common. That's common knowledge. Come on, isn't that uh, isn't that Hendrick Hawkins' new gimmick? I, I'm just <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> all right mark yeah i'm gonna do since mothers is on leave i get to do his questions yeah uh, hey josh what do you think that what's the worst wrestling name you've ever heard um sam hardway hallway she said worst name not worth grappler oh, I'm oh sorry. that's just wrong and sam should smash your face for that one but i i love i love sam i'm joking come on josh what <laughs> What else? What else you got? Big ass you've, been, <laughs> you've been around for you've been around a long time. What else you got? Of bad names? Yeah. And you were at the gathering, so you have heard some bad names. What do you got? <laughs> I got Shaw Mason. Um, <laughs> yeah, those might be my two. Uh, my two right there. Those are good. Those. <laughs> Sorry, Mars. <laughs> uh, do you have any like uh, pre-show rituals? Show up hopefully on time. I don't know. Uh, not really, honestly. I don't. I mean, I sniff smelling salts in the back a lot, but that's the thing I do in real life too. I'm just trying to wake up and get amped up. No, I don't really have any rituals. Like I have to make sure I do this on every shot. I don't really believe in that kind of stuff. Mainly because Jeff Hardy was walking under the ladder before he'd go out there. So, I mean, he pretty much just taught you can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's how he just oh, always comes back to Jeff Hardy. Always exactly. Uh, well, okay, then you have to do you have to do a swanton then, and you gotta I gotta see. I don't it think done. my body can handle me doing a swanton bomb. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta try something. I gotta see you do at least something like even one of those where you get the you spread the legs and you do like the two legs in between something. You gotta you gotta do some kind of moves to like to split the legs. The split yeah. the legs has been my only gripe against Jeff Hardy because you're kind of almost hitting him with a low blow, but also you're Jeff Hardy. So that's why I honestly thought like, all right, the ref just knows he's so fucking cool. He can <laughs> hit him with a low blow. 
I never even thought of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. I always thought he was going low, but he's what? He's supposed to be yeah. hitting you in the stomach with his feet? I have no idea. That does not look enjoyable. There's no way you no. Can tell he is not hitting you in the dick. Yeah, it's supposed to be in the stomach, which is why they don't call for the bell. But yeah, he, he definitely hitting people in the dick with that. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. And maybe not even on purpose, but... No That's got to be your new finisher. We got to scrap the black hole slam and all the other ones and have you do the uh, <laughs> split the legs. <laughs> no. One time, though, I did. Uh, I remember I did put marker in my hair in school because I was trying to get that Jeff Hardy look going. Oh, and then my Lord. teacher yelled at me to go rinse it out. And then I just remember I had so much marker on my hands. And I was like, what do you mean I can't do this? I look like the charismatic enigma teacher. That's a too strict. My school would have never told anyone not to do that. They would have just been like, look at this idiot. Oh, my school was crazy. My school was crazy. Strict. Yeah, you were. You grew up way later. In the, in the 80s and 90s, they didn't give a shit what you did in your hair. They just left you alone. It wasn't like that in the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mars. Now, did you do any, like, any backyard wrestling when you were younger? I didn't have anyone to do it with, or I would have. I had a trampoline. I would do it with myself, basically. Because I had a trampoline with like the fan, so I just assume it was a TNA cage. I would the TNA references myself. are killing me. They're, I can't believe how much you like TNA. I, how could you not? <laughs> I would pretty much gig myself because I'd just be running my head into the uh, mesh thing, pretending it was a cage, and just giving myself crazy amounts of rug burn all the time growing up. Because <laughs> I, I would always just assume I was having a cage match every day after school. There was no kids really in my neighborhood. There was only me. My one buddy, but he lived like four or five. He lived too far to walk when you're younger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we were only bus friends, not uh, let me give you a suplex on the floor friends. But when I was like, I mean, this is probably way too old to be doing backyard wrestling still. But when I was like 17 or 18, my buddies knew I was going to try and be a wrestler. So I would just give them moves off this trampoline to the floor, like to the grass. I mean, we all did that. At least we we all kind of bashed each other's brains in somewhere when we could but my friends didn't like wrestling <laughs> my friends did not like wrestling they just were like all right i guess we'll help our friend out so you didn't grow up with like a group that would sit down and watch watch tna or watch raw or anything like that it was just you no it was mainly only me and my family like whoever would be pat and passing as i was watching wrestling with i want to talk about the insane clown posse and juggle championship wrestling for a little bit like so how did I you first it. first get involved with that a text from Thorne saying, do you want to do this show? Oh, and I, absolutely. How could you not? And it just, I don't even know. It spiraled down from there. How many years was that, by the way, that you've been doing that? During 2020? Because, oh, it was just, I remember why I got booked on it, actually. It was WrestleMania weekend, and they were running a show. And pretty much every indie wrestler was down in Florida. This was in 2021, actually. Was down, I think it was it when WrestleMania was in Tampa, maybe? Was that that year? Yeah, 21. Yeah. They didn't do one in 20. They did the, they, they were inside the uh, performance center in 20. And then in 21, they came back to Tampa. Yeah. So I didn't go for some, I just, something, I had something to do where I couldn't go. So I was around like this area. They were in Michigan. So it's not that far away. And they were looking for hardcore style wrestlers that weren't on the thing and someone recommended me or whatever and then somehow they got a hold of thorn and then um that was it it was just me and kaplan got booked there once against each other for these shows they were doing for like their patreon i think it was i don't even know it was crazy it was i felt like i was doing 
TVs. It was insane. There was a full truck outside. Like the production value was crazy. The stuff they do for their Patreon. Was that was that the Fisherman outfit or no? The first one. No, no. This was me versus Kaplan, just us, regular for uh, JCW. Then something happened where they needed people for the gathering later, and like Cabana and Thorn both recommended us. And since I just did that match for him recently, they were okay with it, I guess. And then uh, we did the Fisherman thing. Then the next year, I think I did another show for him, maybe Halloween that year. And then uh, the next year was the gathering. And I pretty much have just gotten lucky because everyone they want to use can't do it. Like, I'm not like their fir- I wasn't like their first choice. I was like pick 50 for like my g- gathering matches I've been having. <laughs> I just would get lucky that no one else is available. Interesting. And then they just liked. Yeah. So then I don't know what. And now I somehow am the GCW champion. And it's pretty sweet. Now, were you splashed with acid or whatever else they were throwing into the ring? The last one where Pat started oh, hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah, I don't know what they were throwing, but it was just they were throwing all kinds of shit at this cage. <laughs> it's crazy. There is nothing. There is nothing like the gathering of the juggalos. It is so fucking awesome. I look forward to it every year. I tell everybody I know you should just go once. You have to experience it once. I was I was about to ask you, do you have any good just general stories from being at the oh, gathering? None that I can none that I can tell on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely zero. <laughs> Absolutely zero. But yes. <laughs> that seems like such a like an incredible experience. Like yeah, everyone should experience it at least once. It is awesome. Now like, do you stay overnight or do you go do you go home afterwards? Like do you do you run the show? Well, this year I fell asleep in Reno's car on the drive back to the hotel and I slept in the car. But so we try and stay over, but not like there. We usually have like somewhere else to sleep at. I don't. I'm not like a camper. It's not really my thing. I'm not a man of the outdoors, really. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, we got AC for a reason. You know what I mean? Let's get it going. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. I think that's my question. Does anyone got anything else? Before we go into voicemails. Yeah, let's go into voicemails. Whoop whoop! Shout out to Juggalos. So you, so you, the, as far as when you're when you're working, are you working with? with uh the with the two you know with the clowns or are they just kind of sending you guys out there like thorn is the is the guy who's who's running it and then do you have interaction with them or with shaggy or anybody or are you just a little bit yeah yeah but they also at the same time as the wrestling they are usually doing this like hayride thing so they'll come in talk to the locker room they'll hang around and stuff and see what they can but they usually have this hayride thing that's like an extra 200 dollars to do with the gathering so they try and give all the fans that do that. They do a huge mean greet, and then they do it's like a hunted hayride, I think. And uh, they so they're busy with that while the wrestling is going on. There's like just a little bit of time where they don't overlap. Are you defending the title when you? So you have the title now. If you go somewhere with it, is it something you have to ask the promoter that you can bring out, or are you are are they asking or you know are are is ICP saying to you hey take it? A little bit of both, kind of. So, like, when you went up to go at I- ICW, you weren't bringing the title out with you? No, 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 no. But they, they, they wouldn't, like, you wouldn't go there and be like, hey, can I can I bring the title out? That'd have to be something that was, like, clear. Yeah, that'd be a week. We talked about that beforehand, probably. Okay. And so, do they have a plan for it? Do they, like, do you talk to them and they tell you, hey, this is, you know, you're going to take this for however long and you're going to do your thing? No, not really. So, the, I just have some shows and stuff 
I know I want to start doing more shows because of uh, the good response they got, honestly, from AIW from when Tom Law and I wrestled at Absolution for the JCW title. And I never even really asked. I kind of was just like, uh, it's kind of fresh in people's brains. You know what I mean? It was just on Twitter like two weeks ago. Let's just kind of do it and see what happens. And it luckily it went well. I didn't get fired or my Juggalo title stripped. Right. They didn't revoke your Juggalo card. That's good. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> As Kaplan calls them juggaroos or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Kaplan is a legend. He really is. He did great with us. We had we had a good time talking to him a, a few weeks ago. Watch they find out you watch you find out they're actually pissed at you and you just get to like yo yo the clown or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morris, what do we got? What's the first call? Voicemail time. Ooh. <clears throat> First, uh, I mean, since we have JB here, we might as well start with the other JB. Yeah, I think we, I think it, we lost it there, Mars. Is not going. No, what's that? We heard, we heard the, we heard it the other JB here, and then you did something. But it sounded like JB was talking from the bottom of a uh, submarine. Hold on, hold on, I gotta fix my audio real quick. Brothers, you know what? Brothers is suspended, but he's still editing this, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. See what happens when you fire one of your guys. You were left, uh, we're left dangling. Yeah, Mars has fired him. Probably yeah. until next week. You know, he he, he called Mark Yuckler at the at a minimum. He suspended. Yep, he's got conversations with HR next week, and then he'll come back. I would like to have work in the morning, Marky. I mean, it's early for us. This is this isn't too bad. It's only it's only nine fifty three. We're good. We've only got the studio to ten thirty though. We got to get wrapped up. That's right. Oh, sorry. We're all actually together in the same room for this one. You got it. Take two. All right. Nope. 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 Nothing. Oh, Marcy. Oh, killing us. Oh, no. We look like fools, Marcy. Come on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me one second. How does Butters get this to work? <laughs> because he's because he done this shit for how many, how many months now? Yeah, yeah. He can once again handle the editing, even though he's fired. That's right. That's how we get the job back. We need, we need, the, we need him to edit. Yeah, well, you had to prove his value. That's gonna. That's a tough one, JB. He doesn't. He doesn't bring a lot of value. So you know. It, it, <laughs> no. <laughs> he kind of. He kind of does, but I don't want to do this shit. Right. Right. If I only knew how to edit, we'd we'd be we'd be sans butters at this point. <laughs> just be a transcriber. Just yeah, we could just it. we could just, just read it. Yeah, just read it, Mars. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 comes out? Uh the Bayou Battle. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta pump that up at, during our during our uh, plugs. I'm so excited. Thursday, 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 Thursday live. In the Mercury Lounge in Lakewood, Ohio. Tickets are on sale. I'm trying to think of a good costume, guys. I got no. I got right, no we ideas. don't. Yeah, I mean, what what are you gonna do this year? To, I don't even remember what you went as last year. I was a, I believe the fishermen were back out. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's uh, right. Trevor, I was Trevor Bodie. Trevor Bodie was out. It's <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> I need a new guy. I've I've been trying to think. I'm so stumped. And what's my new character going to be, Jay Gold? What are we thinking here? What's my I'll, What's my origin story? I'll come up with something. You got to give me at least another day. I got to get with Sam right. and figure it out. He's a lot smarter than me when it comes to the creative side. Uh, mainly you, because I got to order everything off Amazon Prime. So all I right. Have a day to figure it out. That's right. I forgot about that. 
You can do your Disco Inferno trivia and be Bill Ding, the evil architect. Okay, third attempt at phone calls. All right. Uh, it's the other JV. I'm just, I'm done at this point. Hey there, Randy Wrestling guys. It's the other JV yeah. here. It's been a little bit subconscious. So we have the other, other JV, or just JV, Josh Bishop in the studio today. All right. So um, I'm wondering, um, I had the thought a while back that um, the moniker uh, Bone Job uh, sounds like one of those um, Urban Dictionary kind of entries. So I'm wondering, um, what? You, how would you describe bone job, a bone job, as if it was in Urban Dictionary? I think that it would just be, you know, somebody masturbating with like a loose femur or something. I don't know. All right, what? let me know. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's a bone job? What are we? What, where did that? What do you think from? a bone job is? I'm wondering. Well, I'm wondering where JV got that one from, and and are you still using the moniker of Bone Job? Okay, so Bone Job has never been my thing. Well, I you won it. Title. I took the title of Bone Job away from one of my best friends, Filthy Tom Mahler, because I had to. I'm sorry. We're boys. I love you, but you want to take my Juggle Heavyweight Championship? You better put something up that you love. And he put a Bone Job, and at the end of the night. <laughs> When the bell rang, there was, I was both bone the man that held the rights to Bone Job, and the Juggle Heavyweight Championship. So, I think we'll never hear the term Bone Job be used again because oh. I don't know what it is. I like that you when Butters put up on on the, on the the show promo, and you just wrote that's not my name, and I could feel his fear come through the Twitter machine. <laughs> oh, like, he was I like, did. shit. <laughs> hey, go. I did look on Urban Dictionary, though, for the, the actual definition of a bone job. I was actually about to do the same thing, JB. So go right ahead. I'll let you take it. Getting fisted by a person missing a hand. Oh, well. Okay. And using only a job. She sent elbow with that bone job. That's not a, I, I actually have. I actually found that one, but I found two other definitions as well. Oh, what you got? So, so one of them actually count kind of normal. Can you use it in a sentence also? I will. <laughs> so, the, so the first definition, a raw deal, a scam, something rigged with a negative charge for the victim. Such ad, such ad, that blind date you fixed me up with was a total bone job. Hmm. Also, I'm going to use that. Also, er, when a woman stores bones in one's mouth while eating bony meat, such as chicken or rib, can perform oral sex on a male with the bone still in the mouth. There's no fucking way. Example. Dude, Shannon gave me a bone job last night in my Camaro. No, no. I just assumed it would have been a hand job from a skeleton. That's <laughs> same. Chicken bones in the mouth. There's no way. There's, no, there's no fucking way. Nope. I'm listen, I've seen a lot. I am I am not allowing that. It ever. was a really good dinner. She just wanted to hold on to it for a little longer. <laughs> yeah, Butter, but that's the name that's the name of the show, chicken bones in the mouth. Oh, chicken... I am I I am saying no to that. There's no way I would allow that on my person. Oh Lord. Mars which definition? <laughs> the second definition. It's a no. I'm never doing that. <laughs> too old for it. Just pass me by. Too old, you're too old to get a bone job. Yeah, that's you're right. Too old, you're too old to get a little bone job. Right. right. <laughs> At my age, the blue chew ads need to come faster on uh, on Twitter at this point. <laughs> Next, oh God. Next, <laughs> yeah. 
fuck. <laughs> Next up is the EVP. You're never too old for a bone job. Never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Next up is the EVP of healthcare. I forget what the, the proper name is, but it's Jeremy. Jeremy. Hi, IW guys. This is Jeremy, EVP of health. Um, I have a question this week for Joshua Bishop, your guest. I would like to know, first of all, he won the, the moniker of Bone Job from Tom Lawler. He's done nothing with it. And I would like to know what his plans are for the, the name of Bone Job, if he plans on using it, or what he Questions plans answer, for it. Jeremy. Second question is, um, who are the top three people in AEW or WWE that he feels that he matches up best against, or who he would look forward to most to uh, having a match with when he gets to that point? Thank you. All right. See, that's a good question. Heavy focus on the bone job question right. from the caller. Yeah, lots of bone job talk tonight. Did you know that was going to happen? I mean, I honestly didn't see it coming, but apparently everyone's got it on their minds. Yeah. I didn't know so many people were so curious about a bone job. <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't know because I didn't know there was so much interest in bone job, but I might have to uh, – maybe I'll shoot Tom a text and see if maybe we can uh, – do something with it, maybe become a good tag team like the Bone Jobbers or something. Oh, I like that. That should be there. You go. There's your costume. You wear skeletons. Well, maybe I will be a skeleton and just be uh, the Bone Jobbers. Yeah, Brian Bone Job. <laughs> what about uh, what about the name Brian Bone Job Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So let, let's go to his real question. The three. W and three WWE guys you met you match up the best against you'd like to do you'd like to go up against three of each so I just pick three of each yeah pick three yeah yeah right. uh AEW Hangman Page because he just looks like he does not give a fuck about his body that's my type of guy right there yeah I'd like to wrestle Ethan Page again because that's my guy and uh I worked him a long time ago and Kingston because I was also another one of my guys and he uh he didn't get on the flight. He canceled the Indies, so it was not able to happen. Oh, is that going to be – was that your chance right there? Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm. But WWE, John Cena, of course, the GOAT, the God, the greatest of all time. What else could you say about him? Mr. Hustle Loth, he respect himself. If you were a kid growing up and you didn't hit people with the you can't see me or want to give someone an F you, you are lying to yourself right now. What else? Who uh... – I don't know. I just got rid of my guy, Boogs, who I think is awesome because he's just so crazy online. He's, he's free now. Come on. We got to get him. That's a good YouTube, that's a good YouTube channel. If anyone uh, needs like some motivation, Boogs, is, Boogs has given me some good motivation at dark times in life. I need a little YouTube motivation hit. He's What does he do on there? He just lifts? He's just lifting, screaming, talking about the mindset, <laughs> like how to contort your brain as he's screaming and lifting these insane amounts of weight. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's time awesome. is now. Time is now to get Thorn on that for uh, Hell on Earth. Yeah, oh, I would love that. That would be amazing. I think I'd rather tag with him than be any than wrestle him. Actually, oh, that would, would be awesome. Tag it up with old boobs. Now you want you want this John Cena or you want. Or you want the John Cena from like years ago? I'll take any I can get when it comes to old big match John. All right, and then and your top three TNA TNA guys that you like who you'd love to have wrestled old old TNA. I want the Antichrist of professional wrestling era Jeff Hardy, so sweet. The absolute coolest face paints is when he was the Antichrist, and also yeah. I thought 
the name the Antichrist of Pro Wrestling was so funny. <laughs> I thought it was just so absurd. Let me get Tito Ortiz, the man that was the August 1 revelation. No, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and Christian Cage. All right. I like that. All right. And we got our last call from the a sound guy extraordinaire, the EVP of sound for AIW. It's Ronald Two Legs. Shout out Jeremy also. Yo, Jeremy has... hit your boy, Ronald Two Legs. Uh, just calling in uh, to show my support. For my guy, the intense icon, Josh Bishop. Um, he's the man. What's up, Josh? Um, a while back on another podcast, um, Josh uh, came over to my house and ate seven Popeye's chicken sandwiches and like four biscuits and all these french fries in one sitting. Um, and it was incredibly impressive. But I'm just curious, uh, Josh, if there was any other like fast food like challenges you'd think you'd want to do. Um, is there anything out there, you know, that's uh, it's, uh, it got your interest? So let me know. Thanks, guys. I mean, I'm always game for some fast food. I love junk food. It is, I'm really not like a big drinker or like a partier or like anything like that, but my biggest vice is junk food. I fucking love sugar. It is so tasty. I love eating bad food. I used to eat, I can eat a whole pizza in one sitting, a whole Little Caesars pizza. That might be my only, I don't know if that's a challenge or just disgusting. What about when you and when you were at Pat's house and you did the uh, the meat mountain during uh, COVID? I think it was that was delicious. How many did you do there? Three, I think I did two in like a minute and a half. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm just a garbage disposal of because I want to get big so I can eat. So if someone's like, "Hey, do you want to eat this?" Yeah, I want to get big. I'm not going to get as big as a lion if I eat like a cub. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. But you you, you got to look at you got to stay healthy while you, you can't be shoving all well, that so shit what, into your system. How I, so how I justify <laughs> it with everyone that ever sees me eat and just is mind blown at the disgusting amounts of gross food I put my body is I'll do like the extra hour on the treadmill a day if it means I can eat whatever I want. That's cool. I'll make that sacrifice. And I just you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, that's what I do. Nothing but cardio. Then I, I eat like a pig all day long. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, cardio, weights, but, I mean, then you get whatever you want all day. I had a great McDonald's breakfast sandwich today, and I just thought about how – I could not stop thinking about how tasty it was all day. I might get the one Mc- tomorrow. Honestly. What do you get? What What was the McDonald's breakfast sandwich? I get the steak, egg, and uh, cheese muffin, no cheese, and then – I just don't like their cheese. And then I have them throw an extra round egg on there, and uh, I get the – say I have the uh, app thing, so it's always buy one, get one. What about the Wendy's Baconator, the breakfast sandwich? You like that one? <laughs> I don't like their bre- their breakfast one because the uh, I don't like that sauce. I like my stuff plain. I'm a plain eater, and uh, you I guys just eat don't like, like children out there. Sauce. Every time I come out to see you guys, everyone eats like a child. There's no flavor in anything you guys eat. What do you mean? Throw a little salt and pepper on it. You're good. Come on, put a little sauce on it. Eat. Fuck. I don't understand you guys. You can throw Frank's Red Hot on anything thing is good you can but that has to be mixed with something else like if i'm gonna i i, I like to you gotta put stuff there's gotta be sauces on top of sauces and different mixes oh, anytime i no. see you guys eat like children yeah i'm devouring food i don't want to get any sauce on myself you know what i mean but are you tasting None? it you're oh. eating it so fast are you actually tasting it <laughs> yeah i'm just getting that fuel now have you ever have you ever met or hung out with megabyte ronnie i've met him a few times i have never uh, hung out with the megabyte ronnie also 
gave some good tips on Twitter about uh, yeah, like calories and people bulking up and stuff. A lot of stuff that I really use. I don't know if I ever told him thank you in the locker room, but Megabyte Ronnie, for some reason you are listening to this. Thank you for those great Twitter tips. You suggest. Yeah, man, his YouTube pages where he eats and does like challenges and stuff are very, very impressive. Yeah. When he talks about how it goes down, how he feels during it, it's I, I I'm fascinated by that. I have been into uh, these like mukbang videos a little bit though. There's nothing wrong with them. There's a few guys I watch on TikTok that that eat, but they don't yeah. shovel it into their faces. Like it's not it's not outrageous. Like I can't watch the ones like yeah. Ed Ed would do, like where it's just somebody slathering spaghetti on their face while they're eating it, stuff like that. It's just not my thing. But I could watch yeah, somebody tell me those... what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Same. Now, as a Northeast Ohio guy, have you ever gone to melt and tried the melt challenge? Ooh, um, never going to melt to do the melt challenge, but I do love melt. What is it? What's there's the melt some challenge? food? Uh, it has like ranch. It has stuff I don't like on it. That's why I don't want to do it. Yeah, but the the melt challenge is okay, a five pound grilled chicken with thirteen thirteen different types of chicken, three pieces of bread, and then you also get a pile of frying and slaw that you got to eat with it. Is there a time limit? Yeah, I don't like coleslaw, that's why I wouldn't do it. I don't believe there's a time limit, but you do have to eat it in one sitting. Oh, see, he throws out the coleslaw immediately. That's how you help it go down. You don't want to be eating no, like I... just dry food the whole day. Oh. You got that good grease going on the cheese. I don't want I don't need that coleslaw. <laughs> Dude, I think I could do I think a five pound a five pound grilled cheese sandwich would either I'd be able to do it, but the next day I, I would honestly be in the in the hospital. Something would I think that'd be easy compared to the coastal. I'd I'd have a stroke or something. Yeah. Compared to the coastal, I'd be easy. Oh no, you the throw the coastal on disgusting. it. You put the coastal in no, it. No, that's so gross. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Just dunk it in the coleslaw. Oh, it's all, no, exactly. Morris, you, you peel no. up the bread. You put the coleslaw oh, on no. top of the grilled cheese, and then you sandwich it, slam it together. Sandwich it. it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we had a great idea for a wrestle for a collective weekend. We saw Masha Slamovich last night at DPW, and and Matt Fish, who I sit with, goes to me, goes, "Wouldn't a great name for a show with all women like after hours be Slam a Bitch? I think that's fucking great. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry to derail the just show. Just had to I get just, that out of your head. Tom. I know. I just it was in my head. It was rattling around. I'm sorry. I had to get it out. But <laughs> okay. Well, with that, with that, I, that was all the voicemail. Correct, Marky? Yes, it was. All right, so with that, JB, go ahead and plug whatever you need to plug, upcoming show, social off media. Off the rails, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay off the rails, that's cool. Um, <laughs> social media, let me look here, sorry, no, I'm pretty bad at that. Joshua Bishop underscore for Twitter or actual, what are we supposed to call it? Same just thing. call Twitter, just, just Twitter. That's... Yep. All right. Then Joshua Bishop, I on Instagram, I've been really working hard to try and post on Instagram more lately and use social media a little bit more. So uh, that's my big goal for the year. I'm going to speak that into existence now. And the merch game. We got to get you getting some stuff out there. Do you know what? That's on there, too. That's on my list. Because I yep. realized I have not put up any merch in almost put out any merch in almost two years. Every time I see JB at a show, I go, where's your stuff? I don't have anything. All right. We got to get him some stuff. Hey, J- JCP Designs, uh, a sick thing. Somebody think of something. We got to oh, put something together. I have together. designs also. Yeah. It's just the fact, this is my biggest reason I don't have merch, is I hate sending emails. I hate using email, and every t-shirt place, you have to send an email. I've texted someone, my design, and been like, hey, can I Venmo you? like, oh yeah, can you email it to me instead? No, I cannot. That is where <laughs> I'm out. 
I hate email so much. Yeah, but you know, commerce, you know, like I, the thing is with your stuff is if I wanted to make a pillow off a teespring of your face covered in blood, I don't know if it goes over well in my house. That's the only thing. I'd like to get a t-shirt. Maybe see how it goes. I don't know. Pop it on the couch when people walk in. It's a good <laughs> conversation. Probably. Listen, we drink it. We drink out of the Josh Bishop coffee mug every morning. It's All just right. A, yeah. All right. I do need to get something made also for your daughter too, the head of the junior assassin. Oh, she department. told me to she was gonna come down and, and say hello, but it got too late for her tonight. So she wanted me oh, to make man. sure you you knew that I that she said hello. Oh, tell her I said what's up. Yeah, her favorite wrestler every time. Yeah. The head of the junior assassins department. She she will fuck somebody up. I am I she wears she wears a Jocelyn Navarro t shirt to every wrestling show now. She just wants <laughs> to mess people up. So we got that. So all right, so JB, what else? Wait, we got we got your Twitter already? Yep. All okay. right, Twitter, bang, uh, Instagram, bang. Already talked about it, but we're going to speak into existence in 2024. That's what's coming up, right? All right, let's yep. do a yearly jiggle, and we're going to do a check-in one year from now. All right, <laughs> have I fine with me? Tweeted, tweeted more than twice a week, and haven't I did I ever release any merch in the last year? Yeah, we got to get right? something. That's right. Yeah, and and make sure you promote uh, Thursday. Oh, Thursday, AIW, the Halloween Spectacular 2. I think I, I mean, he's going as the bone jobber, so keep an eye out. <laughs> I, might be, I might be, I honestly am looking on Amazon right now for a bone costume. I might be the bone job. <laughs> the, the bone, bone jobbers. Jobber. You come out with a mouthful of bones, and, the, and no yeah. one else will get it, but it yeah. still will work. <laughs> and maybe I will also speak in existence that uh, Tom Lawler and I will tag at some point in some company. For at least one match in the next year. Yes, that would be wild. After our great, illustrious... Uh, did you see the post-show promo, too? Yeah. Is that one out yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had some uh, some good ones for uh, me and Filthy Tom. Or terrible. Most likely terrible. They're more no, they were, we, we watched all this stuff from uh, from Boogie Nights. They were great. They, everything yeah. you guys did was was we talked about it the lab when we did the review. They were they were great. You guys showed a lot of a lot of good stuff in there. So I want to see more. <laughs> I want to see you guys actually playing Connect Four. <laughs> that would be <laughs> well. We were trying to, but the thing kept uh, breaking at first. It was only staying in like those first middle holes. Like it was too, uh, it was too far out on the outside. You can only use like three holes to play Connect Four. Oh, so that sucks. We got to get you a real one next time. I I think in yeah. November when I come out, I'm bringing a, a Connect Four for you guys. <laughs> yeah, a giant Connect Four. I just yeah. it was in this room and I just picked it up and I just was walking it down the hallway. <laughs> And what I was like, what are you doing? That I was like, I don't know yet, but I'm gonna do something. Well, it worked out, definitely worked. Yeah. So, all right, so we got we got the show on Thursday. We got the Twitter. We got the Instagram. Everybody, pay attention. Jayhawk, what's your uh? You got plugs? Follow me on Twitter at Ref Jayhawk. Instagram at Jayhawk one five three nine. Twitch and TikTok at Ref Jayhawk. This coming Saturday, Real Action Pro Wrestling present Don't Fear the Reaper from the Ohio Urban Renaissance Center in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, a lot of great magic, including the annual Halloween costume battle royal, which I will be participating in. So if you've ever wanted to see Jayhawk get the shit kicked out of him, this is your chance to do it this Saturday. Yearly bump. He's a Hall of Fame ref. He's going to take a bump. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to take my third bump of the year on Monday, on, on Saturday. That's going to equal the number that Duke did at the last Akron show and about the number that Duke does every year. So. <sighs> and, I, and, I don't, and I don't knock the Duke for that. I, 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 I approve. No, no Duke slander. Why well, don't stand for Duke slander? We have Duke on next week. He's gonna. We're you gonna the Duke yeah next yeah. week. Yep. Ask the Dukey why I am his favorite opponent in the ring lately. 
call in and ask him, but I'll put, I'll write it down so we can definitely get him during the, uh, during the phone call section. Yeah. I would, uh, I would love to call it for the Duke. The Duke is a man. He's a character. I can't wait. I don't <laughs> I get to hear him legend. enough. Yeah. I miss legend. him on the AIW podcast. So it's going to be great when we have him next week. Yeah. I, I, I love the Duke. Uh, that can be yeah. fun next week. All right. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and Blue Sky at Boy Boy spelled B-O-I. And still, November 15th, I am making my DJ debut at Dunlap's for Transgiving. Check it out. Uh, we got pre-sales going soon. I'll have some stuff on social media about that. All right. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at jgold 12 Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And our Twitter handle, IWGuide1. Don't go to IWGuide. It's not us. Go to the YouTube page, which we're, it's a, under construction, right, Mars? Yeah, so we're doing something eventually. And the Patreon, patreon.com backslash IWGuide. Don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. We have tons of new shit. We have the IWGP title, uh, zip-ups, uh, fanny packs, all that stuff. I love this logo. We changed it up so that it looks better. I'm actually wearing it now. It's a little bit shitty. We're cha- we changed the logo up so when you go on the site, it'll look it'll look even better. Um, make sure you look at the stand from Burlington line, Marcy's Arcade, and our faces. Wear them on your body. We have the stickers, the sweatshirts, all that stuff, the, the joggers. We're working on it. Listen to our podcast, friends, at Object Wrestling. The card is going to change. The super fantastic podcast is back. Um, X over with our very own Marcy and... Hi, a Bussy, a wrestling-adjacent podcast. Check out our other friends over at the uh, official graphic designer uh, who's JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of, <laughs> <laughs> of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brands, Set Tap Photo, Michelle Carter, Jose Rodriguez Photography, AJ Smalls Photography, our new best bud, Sick Things Clothing. He's awesome over there. Angry Lemonade and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. That's all I got. Quote. And shout out to Rip City Pharmacy. Rip City Pharmacist. Hell yeah. You can't forget him. Hell yeah. Friend of the show. And as I said on Twitter one time, yo, shout out to hardcore bands because they always have one song where the singer just barks like a dog and it really makes me feel seen. Support independent wrestling, everyone. Later. Right. Enjoy Thursday, y'all. Bone job and away. Maybe I'm a little too stressed out. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little too obsessed now. Yeah. Cause lately you got me freaking out at a hundred miles an hour. So baby, let me catch my breath now. Licking lava off my fingertips. Can you call me to obsidian? Pretty please, but now I'm acting like an idiot But I'm hoping that you're into it Probably not, it's just I haven't felt this way since I was like 16 Wondering if you miss me, but you're probably busy I can feel dizzy, even though to you non-existing yeah. So tell me, is it back to fiction? I don't know the distinction You live in my head rent free, no eviction I should stop my bitching and find a new addiction But you live in my head rent free yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm a little too stressed out. Yeah. yeah. 
Maybe I'm a little too obsessed now Yeah Cause lately you Got me freaking out At a hundred miles an hour So baby let me catch my breath now now yeah cause lately you got me freaking out at a hundred miles an hour so baby let me catch my breath now Thank you. 